Buenos dias from BA. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 22nd of December 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Friday the 6th, the US Senate approved the quote, Bolivar Act, unquote, a bill that prohibits US federal agencies from doing business and entering into contracts with anyone who has commercial dealings with the Maduro government. As expected, on Saturday the 17th, Maduro strongly condemned the bill's approval for constituting, quote, a violation of economic freedoms and a serious offense to the Venezuelan people, unquote. On the same day, the Venezuelan foreign ministry, through a statement, described the bill as, quote, unfortunate, unquote, and said it was a tool contrary to international law created by the extremist sectors of U.S. politics. While the United States says no to contracts with the Venezuelan government, Russia seizes the opportunity to do business. On Friday the 16th, Russian Deputy Prime Minister Alexander Novak stated that Moscow is interested in increasing oil production from existing projects in Venezuela. In a press release, Novak said that Moscow and Caracas have been cooperating in the energy sector for years and that they are interested in expanding this cooperation, especially in the gas industry. He also said that both countries currently have two projects planned to be carried out in the future. Novak emphasized that bilateral cooperation between the two countries remains stable despite the, quote, pressure, unquote, of the sanctions imposed by the United States on both countries. Moving on, on Sunday the 8th, the Deputy Prime Minister and Foreign Minister of Namibia, Netumbo Nandi Ndaitwa, arrived in Venezuela for an official visit to strengthen bilateral cooperation between the two countries. The Venezuelan Vice Foreign Minister for Africa, Yuri Pimentel, was in charge of receiving the Vice Prime Minister at the Simón Bolívar International Airport. In May 1990, Venezuela and Namibia signed an agreement to establish diplomatic relations. As of that date, they have signed 11 cooperation mechanisms in the areas of energy, mining, science and culture. Next up, on Friday the 16th, Delcy Rodríguez, the Vice President of Venezuela, and Ramiro Valdés, the Vice Prime Minister of Cuba, evaluated the agreements signed between both nations and new areas of cooperation of, quote, common interest, unquote. The relationship between Caracas and Havana has a 22-year history of cooperation. In November, authorities from both governments reviewed the Cuba-Venezuela Comprehensive Cooperation Agreement, which includes 22 bilateral agreements signed in the areas of health, education, economic and cultural development, among others. Colombia and Venezuela are more united than ever. On Friday the 16th, Freddy Bernal, the governor of the state of Táchira, announced that the Tienditas International Bridge will finally be reopened. 
The Tienditas International Bridge was built by Colombia and Venezuela in 2016. However, it has been closed since 2019 with heavy containers strapped to the railings of the bridge. The dead weight of the containers could have affected the structure, which has been under review by the corresponding regional organizations during the last months. The Maduro regime first announced the reopening for this Thursday the 15th. However, the dates changed and the crossing will be reactivated on the 1st of January 2023. The passage will be open to pedestrians, motorcycles, private vehicles, public transport and merchandise. Speaking of Colombia, on Wednesday the 21st, Venezuela's private airline, Estelar, announced the inauguration of a direct route to Bogotá from Caracas. The inauguration is scheduled for the 28th of December as part of the reopening air connectivity process between Venezuela and Colombia that began last November. The company shared on its Instagram that there will be two flights a week on Wednesdays and Fridays. In other news, on Thursday the 15th, the Chavista National Assembly approved the 2023 debt proposal presented by Maduro, as well as the country's budget for next year, which was settled at $11,500 million, 14% less than that of 2022. Jesús Faria, president of the Finance Committee of the National Assembly, said that the approved budget seeks to, quote, boost, unquote, the economic growth of the country. On the other hand, Oscar Ronderos, an anti-Chavista parliamentarian, highlighted that the budget contemplates a new item called, quote, extraordinary current income, unquote, which groups, quote, all oil income, unquote. Ronderos said that this income has always been considered an ordinary income of the country, and when it ceases to be, it means a budget reduction for various regions. On Monday the 19th, Maduro ordered the delivery of homes to 1,600 families who live in shelters as a result of the heavy rains that caused landslides in various regions of the country. Likewise, Maduro approved 2,610,000 euros for the, quote, construction and reconstruction, unquote, of the town of Las Tejerías in the Aragua state, affected by a landslide at the beginning of last October that took the lives of more than 50 people. In the live broadcast, Maduro also presented two new housing programs, one focused on rentals and the other on the granting of loans for the purchase of houses. On Tuesday the 20th, Maduro approved the creation of a weapons factory to equip the Bolivarian National Police, or PNB, the largest civilian security body in the country, although he did not offer further details on the amount of the investment or when it will be made. During the national broadcast, Maduro raised the goal for 2024 to increase the number of officials in the PNB to 100,000, which currently has 44,000 agents. On Sunday the 18th, on the occasion of International Migrants Day, 
Maduro called for, quote, dignified and more humane treatment, unquote, for people who left their country of origin and, quote, suffer discrimination and xenophobia in the world, unquote. On his Twitter account, he guaranteed his country, quote, will always have open arms, unquote, to receive Venezuelans who decide to return to the nation. While Maduro makes plans for 2023, Guaidó fights to stay in power for another year. On Wednesday the 21st, Venezuelan opposition parties proposed the elimination of the interim government led by Juan Guaidó, which is still recognized by several countries around the world, including the United States. At a press conference, Un Nuevo Tiempo, Primero Justicia and Acción Democrática parties made the statement before the National Assembly. The reason? These parties consider that the Guaidó government has not achieved any political change since his proclamation as interim president in 2019. However, not all parties support this approach, as is the case with Voluntad Popular, which considers that the elimination of the interim government would strengthen the Maduro regime and go against the Venezuelan constitution. Moving on, on Friday the 16th, The Press and Society Institute, or IPYS, reported that more than 100 Venezuelan radio stations were shut down by the National Telecommunications Commission during the last six months of 2022. In its report, the IPYS detailed that the Zulia state is where the highest number of radio station closures was registered with 33 that is to say, practically a third of the stations. The other entities with higher numbers are Falcon, where 19 radio broadcasters shut down, and Tachira with 14. In other news, on Friday the 16th, the Barquisimeto City Mayor's Office reported that 17 children and teenagers between the ages of 5 and 16 are being cared for by the mayor's office after discovering that they were victims of the pedophilia network that operated in the north of the city. The mayor, Luis Jonas Reyes, reported that the pedophilia network had already been dismantled by security agencies and that six people are in custody. Next up, on Friday the 16th, Venezuelan baseball player Ronald Acuña donated his Venezuelan league salary and home run derby winnings to the Roger Blanco Foundation. The foundation said on its Instagram page, quote, we will create smiles, cheer hearts, and above all, give a lot of love, unquote. Acuna, a player for the Atlanta Braves in the U.S., arrived in Venezuela during the country's baseball season to be part of the Tiburones de la Guaira team and play five games in the Winter League. However, those five games turned into ten. And that's it for this week. So here's to a bit of holiday spirit. Whatever that is, it's something close to the reasons we here at Rorschach have for doing this. Yes, this, what you just listened to. To help bring us all together and to move us toward the light. So thank you for listening, learning, thinking, and for joining us on this new thing we are all doing together. 
Really, thank you. Hasta la próxima. Thank you.